Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to cover some tips and tricks for your DE, sand, and cartridge filter. And this may go into more than one episode, as I'm going to cover a lot of ground and give you a lot of tips and hacks for these filters that you may be cleaning out there on your route, or some of the problems you may run into with these particular type of filters. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I'll start briefly by prefacing the three different types of filters. And in my area, the most popular filters are DE and cartridge filters. But very few sand filters. Back when I first started, there were a lot more sand filters in my area, but most people cut those out and just replace them with a DE or cartridge filter. Basically, the cartridge filter has cartridges inside that are made out of a cloth-type material, and depending on which cartridge you replace it with depends on what kind of material you have. You may have remade material, or you may have the kind of different fiber from the pleat coat cartridge, and these are highly effective. I really like the size of the cartridge filter as far as square foot area. And I think one thing you have to note is that the cartridge filter is probably the largest filtration area of any, or they provide the largest filtration area of any filter type. And if you go with a 520 or even a commercial size, you know, 700, 800 square foot cartridge filter, you've really multiplied the surface area that it can trap dirt and debris on. For example, I'll just kind of give you a quick comparison between the DE and cartridge and sand filter sizes. Let's say you have a 60 square foot DE filter and you have a 420 square foot cartridge filter and you have a 500 pound sand filter. All of those probably are equal in filtration as far as the manufacturers are concerned. However, if you look at the cartridge filter, you know, 420 square feet is about five times more than the 60 square foot DE filter and therefore it's going to have better flow and if you replace the DE filter with a cartridge filter with a larger cartridge filter you're going to notice this increase in flow right away and same with the sand filter it's really not designed for really fast flow through the sand filter and so you're not going to have the same kind of you know cleaning ability with the sand filter compared to a cartridge filter or a DE filter per se So the cartridge filter with the larger sizes, 520, 450 square feet, you're going to get a lot more filtration area than the DE filter. And some argue that DE filter is better than cartridge filters because of the diatomaceous earth that coats the grids. That may be true in a lot of cases, but you really can't tell a difference between, you know, a 450 square foot cartridge filter, let's say, in a pool and a 60 square foot DE filter. You're not going to notice, you know, any more clarity in the water as far as I can tell with that filter type. So let's talk about some of the problems you're going to run into with these filters. And I guess I'll start with the sand filter since it's one that's less common and it's one that doesn't give you too many problems anyway. 
because basically once you have the sand in there, you don't have to do much to it except backwash it. And I think one of the key tips of the sand filter is that they work a little better when they're dirty. And so if you're backwashing it every week or backwashing when you don't need to, you're actually inhibiting the filtration of the sand filter. For example, let's say that normally your sand filter is at 20 PSI and it goes to 25 PSI. I wouldn't necessarily backwash it at that point. I would wait till it gets to 30 PSI and then backwash it. Because if you keep backwashing it when it's not really dirty, you're going to actually reduce the effectiveness of that sand filter. And so the general rule of thumb is that when the PSI goes up by 10 PSI in a sand filter, you're going to backwash it. And this could entail anywhere from a 1 or 2 minute backwashing. One thing to note, if you have a multi-port valve with a sand filter and you're backwashing it, before you put it back to filter mode, it's really important that you put it in waste mode, not waste mode, in rinse mode, sorry, for, you know, 20 or 30 seconds to kind of get that dirty water out of the system and then put it back into filter mode. And so you would turn off the pump, turn the backwash valve, to turn the multi-port valve to backwash, turn it on for two, one or two minutes, turn off the filter, turn off the pump again, and then you would put the multi-board valve into rinse, turn back on the pump, let it run for about 30 seconds, turn it off, and then put it back into filter mode. And that way you don't get that dirty water blowing back into the pool when you backwash a sand filter. And I am always of the belief that the bigger the filter that you can have installed, the better. That includes sand filters in a lot of respects, as well as D filters and cartridge filters. And so if you have a 20,000 gallon pool, I would not put a 36 square foot D filter there, nor would I put a 300 square foot cartridge filter. I would go with a 450 or 500 square foot cartridge filter for 20,000 gallons, just because it would filter better at that size. And I wouldn't put anything less than a 300 or 400 pound sand filter on a pool that size. I would say four or 500 pounds would be much better on a pool that large. And that's because even though the filters are rated for a large body of water and the manufacturers kind of get away with this in a lot of ways, I've seen, you know, 15,000 gallon pools here with a 100 square foot cartridge filter attached to it. And yes, if you look at the schematics in the manual, 100 square foot cartridge filter should be sufficient for 15,000 gallons. But in all reality, we know out in the field that it's not really sufficient. And if you're in Florida, we have a bunch of single bullet cartridge filters you realize that they're not nearly as efficient when you replace it with, let's say, a 300-square-foot cartridge filter or 450-square-foot cartridge filter, you're going to notice a big difference in the filtration on those service accounts. And I think the bigger you can put the filter in, the better. Even for a small pool, 8,000 gallons, I would go with a 450-square-foot cartridge filter just because you can, and it's going to be a much better you know, situation with the water quality with the bigger filter. And the same with DE. They have quad DE filters now. Pentair makes these, and so does Hayward. And they go up to 100 square feet for a DE filter. I think that's a pretty good size DE filter. Even though it's like a cartridge type, you can go with a 60, 80, or 100 square foot quad DE filter. And I've had several quad DE filters on my route that were the 80 square feet, and I have one that's 100 square feet. And I prefer the 100 square foot one because of just the you know enormous square footage area for that DE filter. Compared to a 60 square foot filter, what is that? 40% more filtration area. And so definitely you want to go with the bigger filter. So if the customer is having problems with their pool and they want to replace the filter, I definitely would replace it with a large filter if they're able to afford that. 
And then we get into the kind of like my preference of filters. And I would say if you have a D filter right now and it's getting old and the customer wants to replace it, I don't, I wouldn't hesitate in 95% of the cases to cut that out and put a cartridge filter in there, a larger cartridge filter. A 450 square foot would be perfect or 520 square foot. And then go from there. The only time I would hesitate is if you're in a desert region where you get a lot of dust storms and get a lot of dirt in the pool. You may want to have that ability to backwash a D filter. So you may want to go with the similar size D filter that was in there already. I wouldn't go from a grid type D filter to a quad type D filter in that situation either because backwashing the quad D filters is kind of iffy. You know, that you can get a backwash valve for that, but it's more like a sand filter backwash valve. It doesn't really reverse the flow like with the grids. And so you're not going to get a good clean backwash with those. And besides that, I've talked to many people at Pentair that say that backwashing the quad D filters will wear out the cartridges a lot faster. And they're kind of expensive if you look at the price of one of those versus the grids. And so you want those to last as long as possible. And so back to the sand filter, there are two things that can go wrong with the sand filter. Again, if you clean them too often, that could cause some problems. Another thing is if you don't clean them or backwash them at all, that can cause an opposite problem. And I've seen some sand filters where they didn't backwash for six months or a year. And, you know, the sand is pretty much ruined at that point. And there's something that's called channeling where, you know, kind of ridges form in the sand and it gets kind of hard. And you can kind of counter that if you can get the top off of the filter. A lot of times the installer will plumb the top of the sand filter directly in and there's a multi-port valve on top. You can't get the top off that filter to get to the sand without cutting the plumbing, which is unfortunate. But if you can remove the top of that filter without cutting off the plumbing, definitely try that. Put a garden hose in there and then kind of try to move the sand around with the garden hose on low without a nozzle. And sometimes that breaks up the channeling. When all else fails, replacing the sand would be your only option. And so you would have to get all that sand out of the old filter. A shop vac works really well. And then you would put new sand in there. And so that's kind of like a default for a sand filter. If you're having water quality issues and you can't seem to reverse it, changing out the sand in the sand filter would be probably your last option besides cutting it out and putting a cartridge filter in, which would be a much better option, but the customer may not go for that. Another problem you may run into with a sand filter, and this is one of those bigger is better kind of things, if you have a really high horsepower pump, and a lot of times they'll, a customer will replace a single one horsepower pump that's on their pool. If they have a sand filter, let's say they have a 300-pound sand filter, so they cut out that one horsepower pump and then they put in a three horsepower Pentair VS pump. That thing is going to have a lot of issues because sand filters actually run better with a lower horsepower pump. Now you can, of course, modulate the variable speed pump and bring down the speed of that. And so it's more like a one horsepower. But I've seen situations where a one horsepower pump was replaced with a two horsepower standard pump. Not much you can do at that point. There's just way too much flow causing a lot of issues with the sand filter because as I said at the beginning, the sand filter actually works better with less water flowing through it because it is a kind of a slower way of cleaning the water. Basically, it's just the sand and then the clean water passes through there and all the dirt is trapped into the sand. So it can be a problem if there's too much flow going through that sand filter causing poor filtration. 
And you'll know right away because you're going to actually see or hear a lot of air in the filter too. And this is because it has too much flow going into it and it won't be able to push the water out fast enough. If you look at the internals of a sand filter, it has these laterals in there with holes in them. And so you can kind of guess that if you have a lot of flow, it's not going to work as effectively because of the way it's designed. And so that's one situation where bigger may not always be better. And that's with a sand filter. And I can see that I haven't got really far in this recording. And so I'm going to, of course, break it into other parts here. Let me just go over a couple of things in this one here about DE filters. So you kind of get an idea in this first one of the sizing of DE filters. And if, let's say you're at a pool and it's a really old DE filter with no markings on it. And you kind of scratch your head wondering, is it a 36 square foot, 48 square foot, 60 square foot, or even a 72 square foot DE filter, which there are a lot of those still out there on the market um, back in people's backyards. The 2000 series by Pentair, they had a 72 square foot grid type filter, believe it or not. You may run into this out there. And the easy way to tell the size of the DE grids is just to measure them with a ruler. Basically, a 36 square foot DE grid is 18 inches tall. A 48 square foot DE grid is 24 inches tall. A 60 square foot DE grid is 30 inches tall. And then if you ever find one of these 72 square foot filters on your route, those grids will be 36 inches long. And so that's kind of how you know what grid to put in there if you can't find the measurement or sizing on it. As you're doing this as, as a profession, you're going to know a 48 square foot and a 60 square foot filter pretty much by just looking at it and knowing which one's which. But as you're learning, you may need to bring break at that tape measure and actually measure a grid if necessary, if there's no markings on the filter tank, which is pretty common out there when the sun's hitting it, the label wears out, and you have no idea what size filter that is. So just keep that in mind. It's also important to know the size of the filter for charging it up with DE besides replacing the grids and for backwashing purposes. So that's something that you need to know. As far as the grids themselves, I think when you go to replace them or when it comes to replacing them, if there are like, if the um, black or even sometimes white now on some of the grids, if the skeleton inside or the frame starts to crack, a lot of times that's because you may have a two, a horsepower, a pump that has too much horsepower also, kind of like the sand filter, and that creates a lot of pressure in that filter, or they may not have cleaned the filter as often as they should, creating some pressure in there. But if you notice that the skeleton or the frame inside the grids is cracking on the corners or maybe in the middle, I would say replace that grid sooner than later because they'll stop, they'll start to pop through the fabric and tear it. And that's one sign that the grids are wearing out. Another sign the grids are wearing out is if you go to hose them off, they stay kind of a brown color or a not a clean white color like with a new grid, don't wash off well. That's an indication that they're probably getting old themselves. They'll even turn like a yellowish color versus a white color as they're getting older. And then it becomes time to replace those grids at that point. So you can kind of judge the age of the grids just by how they look. Um, if you've taken over a filter, you don't know the age of the grids. When you take them out of there and clean them, you get an idea of their age by if the frame inside is cracked or if the grids are off color or don't clean up really well. And that's kind of how you judge the age of the grids. I think I'll stop here for this one and then I'll continue with some more tips and tricks in the next podcast here on your filters, cleaning the filters and other things like the air bleeders and things like that. 
I'll cover in the other parts of this series. And of course, if you're looking for the other parts in this series, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, on the banner, click on the podcast icon, that'll take you to the podcast site where you can pull down the menu and see the other podcasts that I've recorded. Of course, this is the first in the series, and so you won't see the other parts until the next day, but I have over 730 podcasts. You can definitely refer to those and listen to any of those at your leisure. And if you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at GetSkimmer.com backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app